No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today, I'm very, very happy to bring the world an important interview that has been long overdue. This is podcast is oftentimes sort of credited as being like a SoundCloud rap podcast, or at least we came from that. You basically, Ronnie J, were like the the pioneer of that kind of sound, even before X and and Pump and the whole era that people kind of call SoundCloud rap. You were sort of there from the very beginning of that. Yeah, definitely. I was always there since like day one. Um, yeah. I definitely think that, you know, I was a part of like the whole like explosion of like SoundCloud, like, you know, like the, like, it's like, it's like, uh, what do you call it? It's like prime, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like I was definitely a part of like the prime of SoundCloud. I don't think it's anywhere where it used to be anymore. So, so I, I agree with that. We can get into that, but I, I just, I'm interested in the early days because it's like you, when you think about you and Denzel, was that like the first person in Florida that you actually did stuff with who had any kind of name? Because threats, for those who don't know, I mean, yeah. you do know, because if you heard it, you would recognize it, even if you don't know the actual name of the song. But threats was like, and in my mind, that sort of like ushered in what SoundCloud rap was to be after Space Ghost Purp. Yeah, that, uh, Denzel Curry was definitely like the first person that I like linked up with out of South Florida that something actually came out of, you mm. know what I'm saying? And uh, threats was like the first song that, you know, we had that like just went viral. So right. like that was every, that was a song that like just took everything off. So, yeah. Right. Well, so how deep into the music side of things were you when you went to uh, like when, at that time? Because a lot of people would be like, "Oh, Jersey is right next to New York. There's probably a lot of opportunities there." But were they like opportunities that you weren't necessarily feeling? Um, I mean, <clears throat> bro, like when I first graduated uh, high school, like I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I wasn't even like me. I wasn't even producing yet. You know, mm. um, I just wanted to get out of Jersey. So I was like going to school for like criminal justice. At that point, um, and then one of my friends from back home, he was he was making beats and he was just like blowing up with it. So he's the one that like inspired me, you know, mm. to like even want to do it. Like I always been playing drums my whole life, but he's the one that inspired me. Um, Good work, Charlie, to like you know for me to be producing. And did you say that at first you thought that making beats was kind of like this nerdy thing where you just be sitting on the computer and shit, and then you yeah. kind of like unlearn that mentality? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, that's how I used to like, yeah, that's how I used to see it, you know? Like, mm. I didn't think it was like, oh, like that's lame, but like, I just didn't really see me doing that, you know, just being on the computer, like, you know what I'm saying? So um, it's kind of funny how like, how things turned out. Well, I think it's funny too, because I think that if you're going to make something out of yourself in life, that you have to really get into that mentality of like working your ass off and being willing to kind of like be a nerd for yeah. however many years it takes. Like, yeah. and that, that, that's not true for anything as much as it is producing really, because yeah. it's like, if you want to get to be a good producer, you realistically are going to have to spend at least like a year, a couple of years, just post it up learning. Yeah. Like you got to lock in and like, that's, that's what I totally did. You know what I'm saying? Like at one point I felt like I didn't even have a life. Like I hated my life, you know? Cause I was just like, so dedicated to this, you know, and just like, I just wanted to make it so bad. You uh -huh. know? So like, yeah, just countless hours. That's sacrifice. Yeah. So you go down to Florida and then you're not really feeling the school thing, but are you starting to like go to shows or like, what's your opinion on hip hop out there? Um, So like, honestly, like before I went to South Florida, like I never really attended shows like that, you know, it just wasn't a thing. Like, mm. like my group of friends, like in Jersey, like we would go to clubs and parties, but like never like really rap shows. You right. Know? So, um, yeah, like once I, you know, once I got down there and I linked up with Denzel, you know, I got, you know, introduced to the whole underground scene and like, you know, um, I, like that was like when ASAP Rocky first came out, the whole ASAP mob thing, you know, Raider Clan. So that was all new to me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like that whole, like, it just felt like an underground world mm. that like the mainstream just wasn't really aware of yet. Yeah. And it was it like, like, it was weird because it was like all of a sudden 
that Florida, that SoundCloud era, all of a sudden made it like underground rap felt really, really cool in that moment. Like it just felt yeah. different. I remember going to see uh, like Wi-Fi and Pump and 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 uh, like Young Simi, like maybe six months before Pump started blowing up. Mm-hmm. And it was like the energy in that room and just a random ass, I think it was in West Palm Beach or something. Yeah. The energy was insane. And yeah. it, it just felt like, holy shit, this is really important. Like there's so much interesting shit going on out here. Yeah, nah, I feel the same way. Like it was definitely like like something fresh and new, you know, like it felt like we had the power, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like we, we had the power of just like, of like gaining attention from the masses. Like that's what it felt like, you know? Right, definitely. Yeah. Um, So when you were looking at, so how'd you meet Denzel? Um, So I met Denzel Curry through a, a mutual friend from uh one of the colleges that I attended. Okay. And, um, and Denzel's like basically unknown at this point, but did you hear his stuff and you were like- No, nah, I mean, I, I totally had no idea, but like, he for sure was known just like on the internet. The Raider though. Clan shit. Yeah, yeah just like okay. literally like Raider Clan and just like YouTube and like a little SoundCloud stuff. Not like the way we are know him now, but he definitely yeah. had a, a, a Florida buzz for he sure. He definitely yeah. had like, yeah, he definitely had some buzz to where it's like, all right, like I want to work with him. Like, I see, you know, he has a big future. Right. So like that was that. Um, but yeah, so I met him through like one of the homies and he was like, yo, I know about this kid named Denzel Curry from like the hood out here in Miami. And we just like linked. Uh, I think Simi had like a video shoot and then my homie like drove me over there and Denzel was there and that was the first time we linked up. Mm. And so did you guys hit it off on like a personal level or was it more just like a musical thing where he needed a, a good producer at that time and you were you were hungry for, for a rapper who could do justice to the beats you were making? Yeah, I think it was more like about like the music, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't really like super personal just yet, but it became personal because... Mm. It was like an everyday, it was like a lifestyle thing, you know, like once, like once we dropped threats and we realized like, all right, bet, like this could be like a career for us. Then it became like, you know, like, you know, like a part of our everyday routine. Really? So yeah. you guys were recording a shitload back then? Yeah. yeah we always been like working. Did it, sure. did it spiral into like you working with a ton of other artists from that scene? Like how did you eventually end up working with guys like X and Ski and shit? Yeah. So like, I mean, I never really like, I never really planned on just being like, for one artist, just like, you know how like, you know, an artist has like their one producer and vice versa. Uh-huh. So I never really planned for it to be like that. But, you know, from me working with Denzel and making great stuff, that that made everyone else want to work with me too, that he was around from South Florida. So yeah, it just kind of like trickled down to everybody else, you know, they just like heard, you know, like, oh, Ronnie, Ronnie, whatever, distortion, all that, so. Right, yeah. so in terms, when you say distortion, it's interesting, cause it's like a lot of people, when they think about like distorted rap music, they think about X. Yeah. And they don't necessarily like go back and trace it to like SGP or Denzel or all these different sounds that were kind of coming out at that time. Was there any kind of like conscious conversation between you and Denzel about what he wanted aesthetically, that he wanted something grimier that had that sort of distorted vibe to it? Um, I think, bro, like I think when I first went down there and I, I realized, you know, I learned about Raider Clan and stuff like that. I think like my sound and like their sound, it's just like food, like it's just like it just like fused together, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I for sure paid attention. I realized like, okay, like their sound is more like dirty, like mm-hmm. underground, it's not super clean. And then when I was making beats, when I first started making beats, I was just making them, you know, just like not even trying to overthink it. And it just came out like that, you know? Cause like, I never knew how to mix. So, you know, everyone thought I was doing things on purpose, but mm. really like, I didn't know what I was doing like that, you know? <laughs> See, that's interesting. Cause a lot of like the rappers who came out and people were sort of, you know, crediting them with doing all this distorted beats and shit like that. You know, there was like certain pump songs where the bass just sounded so crazy. Yeah. But it seems like almost everybody sort of like cleaned up their style over time. And then, you know, and you have seen stuff like you've seen, like, am I right that Kanye kind of like took the distorted bass thing and ran with it to a certain extent too? 
I mean, like when though? Like recently or past couple of years? Yeah, past couple of years. Um, but not in the exact same way. But I feel like he sort of and, and a few other like people they kind of like adapted some of that feel without maybe yeah. necessarily making it so abrasive. Got you. As far as Ye, like I'm not really sure. Like I've I know Ye and like I've been around him like personally so like i just know like he's so like in his own world you know mm. like he's definitely like aware you know as you can see he worked with pump you know um melly so like he's he's aware but he's so like in his own world as well so like um <clears throat> i know for a fact he was like he was for sure inspired by x you know like the stuff that we did and, and stuff like that but um i'm not really too sure about the distortion part with him I don't so, know. so you go from working with denzel how do you end up meeting x and skiing and that whole shit? because i'm sure that there's stories associated with that time period it was crazy bro um so you know me and denzel we were working at that at that point i moved in with him um inside the ult house that's what we like to call it the ult house like mm -hmm. a unity type of thing mm -hmm. it felt like a clubhouse you know like a frat house so you know, time passed by and then um, we had this house party and X and Ski, someone told X and Ski that they can um, perform at our house party. Mm. So they just like pulled up and they thought they were gonna, you know, just like go crazy. And Denzel was just like, nah, like y'all can't perform here, but y'all could come in. So then that was like the first time we met them and it was cool, like, you know, it was a house party vibe, whatever. I don't really like remember like really interacting with them like that night, cause I was hella lit, <laughs> but um. <clears throat> Yeah, bro. Then after that, I remember like they came back like the next day or a few days later and uh, they were just like talking with Denzel and like Denzel was just like trying to like give them game. You know what I'm saying? Because at that time, Denzel was like bigger than them. Like, and they were so raw. Like, did that stand out? Like, holy <clears throat> shit, these dudes are crazy. It was like, crazy, bro. Like, it was kind of like they came to a party, you know what I'm saying? And then like, I don't know, like Denzel just kept playing their music. And like, mm. you know, like when Denzel loves somebody, he just like, you know, he'll let you know. So he just kept playing their music and I'm right there. So I'm like, yeah, like I fuck with it tell them slide you know mm. so then once they came the second time that they came um that was the that was that was the first time me and x made a song oh really yeah which was song cool. was that um it's called in the dirt okay yeah and it was it was one of the early ones on his soundcloud uh nah so i think i think i dropped it on my soundcloud oh, okay. so it's yoshi tompkins featuring x produced by me okay and, and so what was your wait before you met him did you know him as being a dude who was fucking people up in these videos that were going viral <laughs> on twitter and shit i i knew like yeah like everything happened so fast kind of but like um i knew that like yeah like this like he's a little crazy reckless kid yeah because yeah. i always think about that how it's so crazy that he's considered to be you know like one of the most influential rappers yeah. of the generation but i literally knew about him for like a couple months uh -huh. from just being like that little fucking dude who's fucking people up on twitter and just you know there was because there's like when you watch those videos it's like you see rob banks like in the video and shit so it's so obvious that this is going down like at florida rap shows yeah. and that like it was just so fascinating to me i always kind of like discount that when i talk about like when i met him and stuff that i had kind of known about him for a little while even though i didn't yeah. know his name yeah no it's crazy yeah um i mean before like the party i didn't really know too much about them um i was honestly surprised i was like damn like i didn't know like there was like other kids like right around our way just mm. like doing their thing too you know i thought it was like just us and that really just like, you know, made me realize like how much influence we had down there too, you know? Cause like they were inspired by everything that we did as well. So. Right. What was it like working with X? So did he stand out to you in terms of just his fucking manic, intense personality? Did it like make any particular impression on you when you were working together or did he just jump on whatever beat you played for him? <laughs> um, so yeah, like working with him is definitely one of a kind. It was, you know, my all time favorite. Um, I can't compare it to anyone else. The energy for sure is, you know, um, uncomparable you know what i'm saying uh he for sure has influence you know on my life my music um and really he was just like you know just always like one of the realest with me mm. you know because like i make music as well 
And like he just always like supported that, you know, not just like oh Ronnie beats 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 like it wasn't like that, right? You know, he's really like he's really like on a on a more like personal level. It wasn't just like music. He wanted to make music together, not just hop on a beat. Sometimes he would though. Mm. Like he was so diverse, bro. You know, he went from heavy distortion to like just all type of stuff. You know, like pop stuff, like you know, radio hits. Right, and <laughs> so. I I remember being surprised when like his albums came out and they had so much soft music on it. But really, it's like even when I did that interview, he asked me straight up. He's like, "You heard my rock stuff, right? You <laughs> you heard my acoustic shit? Like you like he from day one, he was like trying to go outside that rapper category." Yeah, no, nah, for sure. Like, yeah, I believe that. He always had like. <laughs> diverse stuff you know it's right. just like the the heavy distorted stuff was just like you know kids want to rage like that's what they that's just what was like more popular in the yeah, beginning so definitely what about ski though did he make an impression on you because i feel like ski sometimes gets under discussed because yeah. like ski really what he's accomplished is incredible and his music's amazing and it's like he's made such a big imprint it's like he was benefited from being ex's friend but at the same time it's kind of weird to be sort of like in in the shadow of that in a way you know, I feel that um, <clears throat> I think they're both like equally talented, like in their own ways. You know, they both bring great things to the table. And I think it was like a real, like a really like beautiful thing, bro. Like just seeing them like together, you know, because mm -hmm. like not everyone like seen that or like was around that, you know. Um, I know at one point, you know, people seen that they kind of had like whatever issues. But like I know deep down the side, they really do love each other. They always have. And like their brothers, like that's how I met them, you know, like mm -hmm. together. Yeah, I think in a situation like that, it's important. It's almost like a reminder is that, you know, don't don't have petty beefs with your friends. Yeah, no, definitely not. And, you know, you should no, always no. forgive everyone no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Even if you, you don't got to be cool with them, you know, always forgive them. And just make sure you tell your loved ones that you love them because, mm -hmm. like, anything is possible. Facts. So do you remember when when their music started really blowing up as particular songs that you would produce for them? Because it must have been like the song, like th those must have been some of your biggest songs at that time blowing up, right? What, yeah. what was that whole process like? Um, I mean, so like one of the biggest ones is Sipping Tea. Right. And yeah, that was like insane. Like I remember that day, it was like a summer summer day and I was just in my room, just like cooking up, you know, just like making a beat. And the bass was so crazy, bro. Like I, it just like, I was like, I knew I knew that it was something, you know? Cause I remember just being in my room and being so excited about it. And then he just like got home. Cause I, at that point he was like living with me or whatever, right. living like with me Denzel. And uh, he just like walked to my room and was like, yo Ronnie, I think I got something for this. And um, that was at the time when he was like beefing with Perp, Space Ghost mm. Perp. So then- Inspired uh, a lot of angry ass <laughs> music, yeah. Yeah, uh, honestly bro, like back around that time, like he was just like, he was like doing all that on purpose. Uh. You know? Like he just knew, he knew that, okay, like if I talk shit about this dude, it's gonna go viral on the internet. Really? You know what I'm saying? Because people love, you know, people love that type of energy. So, but like, that's very early, and he was very young to yeah. know that it would have that kind of effect. You yeah, know? like he, like bro, like he just always knew what he was doing. Like everything, he always knew, bro. Damn, that's interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, okay, and so, but like in particular, like a lot of his weird lyrics kind of stand out. Like sipping tea. You ever actually see him drink tea? It was kind of hard to imagine. Nah, but I, I think he was talking <laughs> about like the uh, the Arizona. Oh, really? Because, <laughs> yeah. like, bro, like... That makes sense to me. Bro, he loved going to the corner store. Like, he would walk to the corner store and get, like, the hot popcorn oh and, like, just mad God. snacks and candy. Like, yeah. That's so funny to picture him being able to do that because, like, the latter part of his life, he, he couldn't really just go to the corner store. Like, it was all good. Hell not. But it's crazy, bro. There's so much we could say about him. But that was also back when I think it was, like, the little meme with, like, the little frog sipping tea, you know? 
Oh yeah. So it was like around that time, and I think he was on he was on a vibe like nigga like I'm on your block chilling and I'm sipping tea. What up? Right. Like, you know. So you don't know who the white bitch you got to throw a fuck at Starbucks was, right? <laughs> nah. <laughs> that shit probably real though. <laughs> probably was right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that was like the first lyric I ever heard from. Then I was like, what the fuck? That's a yeah. weird ass thing to say. Who is this dude? That shit probably real. That's real crazy. Fun. So so talk about your life change in there too, because I mean you must have gone from somebody who didn't have a lot of money to somebody who had a whole shitload of money pretty cool, pretty quick there, right? It was cool. I mean, it was a long time of, of not having anything. Mm. Um, especially like in Florida too. Cause I don't I don't have any family there. Mm. So I was just like couch surf and like just stay wherever, you know, wherever I can and stuff like that. Um <clears throat> but yeah, like around that time I still didn't have money, to be honest with you. Um and then um me and Denzel made the song Ultimate and then that kind of went like a little bit more mainstream in a way, you mm. know what I'm saying? And then um, like we did like a, an Adidas ad and that was the first time I ever received like real money. Cause a lot of times you're waiting for these checks from the streaming services and everything, right? Or, and also did you not have your like paperwork and everything in place with a lot of the early music? Like did you not necessarily know how to structure everything? I mean, there, there was no like, there was no like paperwork. It was literally just, we wouldn't even talk about that. Yeah. Like, you know, we would just make music and we just knew like, Anything that we drop is going viral on SoundCloud, period. Like, that's all we know, so. And you're just feeding out that energy. Yeah, just literally just building, you know. That's crazy. What'd you do when you got that first check from the commercial? Um, so, like, that first check was, like, 10000 mm. And I was in L.A. staying at, like, a hotel by the airport. And I don't know, but I for sure blew that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably with some drip. I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, clothes is the easy one. Jewelry. Yeah. 10000 though, you probably shouldn't buy jewelry. Yeah, jewelry, wait. nah. Yeah, that was, like, yeah. nah. Um, but I mean, like shortly after that, then I signed a deal um, with like this YouTube company and they started collecting. For uh, me. And then I started making like, I was making like 40 bands a month, no cap. That's yeah. crazy that you didn't even have your publishing shit together, but who'd you go create music group? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. they started just claiming everything on your behalf without you even having to have the publishing arrangements yeah. in place. Yeah. Oh but my, that's some futuristic shit. It, it's crazy. Nah, I mean, honestly, bro, like when they first approached me, I got like an email and I didn't even like believe it. Mm. I was like, man, whatever. Like, what you mean, bro? I'm gonna just be sitting home collecting a check every month off of YouTube. And then the first month was like, I don't know, bro, like 6,000. And I'm like, this shit crazy. Mm. And then this shit, you know, just kept going all the way up. Probably, right. I probably hit like, I don't know, 60 tops, maybe, I don't know. Wow. In a month, bro. That's amazing. Yeah. That's dope. So were you, like, did you feel like, like once you start having that success, is your mentality like, I want to really lock in and try to do as much music as possible with these guys that I've been coming up with? Or were you looking at it sort of more like, damn, all right, like I did that. Now I want to figure out different people to work with. Damn, like that's honestly a good question. Um, I feel like I could have always took advantage of like, you know what, let me just lock in and like link up with Pump, Perp, X, mm. and like, yo, come on, like, like hop on my beats, hop on my beats. But like, I've never done that ever with any of them. You know what I'm saying? It always was like super organic with me, mm. like everything. Otherwise, I, you know, I'll probably have more placements or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't chase, like, you know, I like things to be super organic. Mm. So that's just, that's all I know. How, um, how was it first meeting Pump? Pump? Uh, yeah, so like, I remember, this is like after I met X and Ski, and like I was on Twitter, just whatever, scrolling, and I seen like Pump Sh Shooting Perp. a gun out the window? <laughs> Doing some crazy <laughs> shit like that, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, it was, like, around that time, yeah. Right. They were just, like, wilding out, bro, like, in the middle of the street, hanging out the car, some wild shit. So I just hit him up, and I'm like, yo, we got to get in. You know what I'm saying? At that time, like, Perp was, like, really taking off even more than Pump. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, fuck it, we got to get in. 
And uh, like they were just with it, you know, because I guess like they knew, you know, Denzel Curry, X, Ronnie J, whatever. So like they just, they was with it. And then I just pulled up on them. I took my mic. I didn't have a mic stand. Just took the mic, everything I had. Wow. And we just made a song. So they were recording in the booth like they're doing a show, holding the mic? Not even in the booth, bro. They were just sitting there. <laughs> in the room? Like, yeah, just sitting in the room, holding that shit. That's crazy. That shit crazy. It must have seemed wild for all that shit to be taken off on such a big level where we're, we're used to like music blowing up because it's backed by labels and shit and yeah. that was such a time where <clears throat> shit was going up without any kind of help yeah but like even like back then bro like i never like i didn't you know like like bro like when you're living it in the moment you never really realize how great it is until like time mm. passed and it's like damn like i did that so like you know i never really realized and like even like with x and like like i knew he was big and stuff like that but you know like i don't know you know he's big, but then like I was in the mall in Minneapolis the other day, and they got like a guy in the mall who's like all selling like sketches of Pump, and, or excuse me, of of X and Peep and shit. And That's it's crazy. like you know, and I'm just thinking about it. And I'm like, this guy like literally just paints or draws whatever is gonna sell the best. Yeah. So he's got you know whatever celebrities up there and stuff. And I'm like, that's so crazy that X is like what these kids are coming in asking for. That that's their hero that they yeah. want so bad. It's insane, bro. But you know, I don't blame him. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think that's a great person to you know look up to and stuff like that. That's what so. icon of our generation. It's like the way that you still will see a kid wearing like a Kurt Cobain shirt, yeah. you know, fucking Jimi Hendrix shirt, some yeah. shit like that. Like over time, it it kind of even becomes less about the music and it just becomes more about just being like this figure that the, that changed the world. And that's what matters. Yeah. I I agree, bro. And I I think you know it's definitely like that now. It's going to continue to be like that. You know. I mean, the whole situation is still just like really unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of weird from your perspective too, because it's like you were making all this music in this completely organic setting. And then because that music did so well, all of a sudden you have everybody in the industry hitting you up because they want to sort of be able to copy that formula that you were using there that, you know, to sort of be able to get that same energy that they saw you organically coming up with, with, people that you are actually friends with so what's that like once you start getting all these offers and there's like money being offered up and everything yeah. but then it feels way less organic you know that's real bro um it's funny because like that's a thing too and that's something that like you know I, I dealt with like a little bit earlier on and um <clears throat> I mean you know it was kind of just bro like you know like in this business you want to have a good face card too so it's kind of like you do things off of other people's faces you know what i'm saying or you do it for the money so you know it's it's all situational mm. but i just like to get the job done whatever it is you know if i feel you know if i feel it yeah it's interesting too though because do you feel like you know you were coming in the game with a lot of like originality as a producer and then especially with producing pretty quickly people will just start copying your shit nonstop and you feel like that that was kind of like a weird thing to go through where you're just a random kid one day and then all of a sudden you see other producers sort of like figuring out the shit that you were doing and sort of making stuff that sounds like your beat you ever listen to the radio and hear a beat and you're like damn that sounds a lot like some shit that i was making yeah no for sure bro um so like yeah when we first started dropping shit you know <clears throat> I kind of felt like I was the only one with the whole distorted and all that, you know, like the hard, loud. And then, you know, time went on. X got bigger. Everybody got bigger. You know what I'm saying? More people heard the beats. They want to know who made it. And, yeah, I do believe that over time, you know, if you're a producer, you see that something's hot, you know, you're going to try to re remake it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, um, I mean, I guess, like, in the beginning, it kind of bothered me because I always want to be, like, I always like to have my own lane, like, my own one-of-one, -one, you know what I'm saying? But then, you know, I kind of, like, learned to just, like, be happy about it that people are even inspired 
And at the end of the day, like, there's only one of you anyway. So mm. it's like, it doesn't really matter what anyone else does. Like, to get the real thing, you got to come at me. Do, so. you, do you ever look at the relationship that certain artists have with producers? Like, when you think about Drake and 40 or, um, you know, like, early, like, Cardi and Pierre or whatever, where it's like, you know, art, and now, like, you hear about that a lot, where artists want to get a producer and make them their producer so that yeah. they're not really able to just run around and do whatever. Is that the kind of thing that ever appealed to you or how you feel about those sort of situations? You know, like, that never, um, <clears throat> that was never, like, even an issue or nothing, bro. I feel like I have that with literally, like, all the kids from South Florida, like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I have that and, like, they know that, like, I'm, like, a go-to, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then it's even, like, beyond music, you know, like, we hang out. Like, I'm about to go play basketball, punt right after this. Like, we do regular stuff, too. You know what I'm saying? But um, That's good to see you guys still kicking it. I've seen you in the studio a lot. I've seen a bunch of more recent photos come out. Because there's been times where I was sort of worried, like, I felt like Pump wasn't really kicking in with anybody. Like, he yeah. was sort of being a little bit too closed off to other people and shit. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, you'll be surprised, like, Pump doesn't really have anyone around. Mm -hmm. So, like... I'm happy that, you know, that like, you know, I'm even around cause like, you know, I was there before all this shit anyway. So it's like, I just know Pump's the type of guy like he has whoever he really feels comfortable around. So, cause bro at that level, like, you know what I'm saying? You can't really trust people, all the ice and all that. You know what I'm saying? It's, people always out here trying to get you, bro. It's like, you know? Yeah, and it's crazy to think about, like think about those early days where you guys were just, you know, hanging out in the house, making music and stuff. Everything felt so simple where you could just have a party, have people just come over your house. It's all yeah. good. You're not really, like, worried about people like that. And then in the course of, like, a year or two, you guys all just sort of went from just regular dudes to just famous as fuck, where all of a sudden it, it makes everything feel a little bit more complicated in the sense that, you know, you don't want to just be having a conversation with a bunch of random people in the room. You can't yeah. just be having all kinds of different people coming over your crib to party and stuff like that. Not, I mean, yeah, bro, it's crazy because, like, it's like you have to be mindful, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? If you're smart, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to get caught lacking, you feel me? Like, I learned a lot just from what happened, you know, with bro, X, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it's like that right there has me moving a total different way, you know, especially because, like, him, like, he wasn't flashy, you know what I'm saying? Super low-key. He was down the street from his crib trying to buy a motorcycle, like, you know? So it's like you just never know, you know? And I like wearing jewelry, so I always make sure I'm on point. Um <clears throat> But, you know, like, there's times, like, you know, I like to do, like, regular shit, too. Maybe I don't wear no jewelry, do some regular shit. So. Do you feel like you can move around in a regular way if you sort of suit up in a normal way? Like, if you just throw on, you know, like, a hoodie and, and sweatpants, like, are you, are, yeah. do you feel like you can move around in the way that is kind of comfortable? Because a lot of times artists sort of get to that point where they can't do that. I mean, I think I can. But to be honest, like, I'm never alone. Like, I don't really like being alone like that. Um, <clears throat> but, like, there's certain times, like, I might have to, like, go run, like, an errand or something, you know? But I don't know. I kind of like being with the bros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, it's def definitely like a safe bet. Um, Thanks. So this whole time, were you feeling like you wanted to do your own thing as an artist as well? Or is that something that sort of emerged in your head later on? Um, so I think I was kind of like off and on, you know, like, man, I kind of want to do this and kind of don't. But at one point, you know, like once Denzel started blowing up, traveling the world, I'm like, man, like. I was still in the house and I'm like, damn, like I want more out of this. I don't want to just be like behind a computer, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So I feel like I could bring more to the table as far as like, you know, um, fashion, like modeling, whatever, like, you know, just I, I could be like a face. So um, <clears throat> there's a lot of hot producers or just dumpy ass looking dudes who don't look marketable at all. Yeah. So like, like, you, you're kind of like, you know, I, I got the look too, buddy. Yeah, so like, yeah, that's how I'm coming, Maybe bro. Maybe you didn't say buddy. But. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I might, buddy. <laughs> nah. nah, but bro, that's how I'm coming. So like, 
You know, it's on that tip. Like, you know, I, I know what I bring to the table and I just want the world to know so I can get what I deserve and get what I want out of it. So it's like, yeah, like, you know, like I'm totally different from every other producer. Like, you know, I don't even consider myself a producer. I, I call myself an artist overall, mm -hmm. you know. At one point I wanted to be an architect so I could draw too. Like, I'm not like super artsy, but like, you know, I, I, could, I could paint and all that. I mean, if you can make a beat or if you can make a song, it's only a matter of time, I think, until you, until you start thinking about what else you can make. You know, yeah. that's why, when, like, we always, whenever I think of, like, an artist saying anything about architecture, I think about when Kanye was like, I'm going to design hotels. Yeah, bro. And, like, being around him, bro, like, it's you just learn so much. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, that's a real thing, too. It's like, he's at a whole nother level, bro. The way he moves, the way he thinks is just, like, it's not regular. You know, mm -hmm. like, it's really levels to everything in life. I think he could design great hotels. I just feel like his time is probably split between a lot of different things. Bro, he's he's designing stuff now, bro. Like right. he's building stuff. I think he has like like stuff like somewhere in Calabasas somewhere, bro. Like just like crazy, like weird like structures like that you could live in. Like, bro, he he's working on mad stuff, bro, to make the world a better place. Like literally, bro. He's trying to help with the Bahamas, like whatever happened with them. Um, just like make life better, bro. Like literally. And it's like, you're right, he does have a lot going on. So like I was just with him in Wyoming, and I was at like one of the like one of the uh, sweatshops for like Easy or whatever. Right. Like it's closed and stuff, and he literally had like the studio set up like right in the middle, so he could just sit there, record, and look at everybody make the clothes. Like it's really? crazy. Yeah. And you witnessed that? Are you like making beats right there in that environment? Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I'm right there. Like for everything, it's crazy. When you're making beats with somebody like him, are you coming in with a bunch of shit you already made, or you start cooking up in front of him typically? It's all different. Um, sometimes like he'll, he'll give me an idea and be like, "Yo, um, you know, go work on that. I work on it. Bring it back." Or I, like, bro, it's free for all. Like, he's so open. I could say anything. I could be like, yo, bro, listen to this or it's whatever. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> Is there anybody else who you've worked with that really stands out as the most interesting or just fascinating people that you've you've been around through this whole thing? Kanye and X, those are pretty, like, yeah. extreme even, examples. Even with that, bro, like, <clears throat> I don't want there to be too many. So I think that's such a special place. Mm. I can't give that to everyone. And... You know, everyone is special, like in their own world, like you know, in in their own way. But those are two different people that just like touch a lot of people. And even like with the new uh, stuff that Kanye is about to be dropping, um, <clears throat> I think all oh, that's great, and that's also going to speak to the world as well in a positive way. Have you ever done a beat for Kanye or like did a part of a song with him, and then you hear that song like a week or a month later, and it's just so different? Because sometimes I've heard like leaked, uh, like songs that were supposed to be on his projects from early on and then like holy shit it'll be like three different songs all mashed together or you'll you'll hear a song and like the beat will just be completely changed like are you is it weird for you to like work so hard on something and then to have it just end up completely deconstructed in a totally different way yeah bro like the thing about this bro is in this industry you can't take nothing personal mm -hmm. and if you do then you're probably not going to make it far and someone like kanye i think he brings around people that he feels that, that actually has an understanding. Mm. Because if you know Kanye, you already know how he works. So, you know, even with the song, I love it. I remember we were in like Amsterdam and I, I asked him, I was like, yo bro, like let me put my tag in this. And he was just like, nah. <laughs> so I was like, damn, like fuck it. But I didn't I didn't take it personal. Cause mm. I'm like, whatever, like, you know, eventually, you know, my tag will be in something, you know? Like, I don't think he really understood what that was like, you know, like, oh my God, Ronnie, like that's such a thing. Right. You so so um, you made that song with Kanye and then he showed it to Pump afterwards? Uh, honestly, bro, like, I don't really, like, I don't remember exactly the timeline, uh. but I do remember, um, on Pump's 18th birthday, that was when he did, that was, like, when he recorded his part, like, okay. on his birthday, like, at the house, 
Um, I kind of think Ye like worked on it and then sent it to Pump and then like, yeah. I remember they premiered that shit at the Pornhub Awards and the por the second Pornhub Awards are is this Friday. So it's been right. almost exactly one year. Yeah. Assuming that they are doing the Pornhub Awards on the same day, which I have no reason to actually think that. But yeah, I don't know. That was that must have been a crazy one to be attached to, just because the memes were so strong with that video and stuff. Were you it's around crazy. for them thinking up that fucking video concept? Nah, I don't <laughs> even. I'm. I'm pre, I know for a fact it was all yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, yeah, Pump's not thinking that shit up. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> but it worked out. Like he looked yeah. cool in that shit. Looked cool. Uh, but yeah, um, nah, bro. It was crazy thing to be a part of. You know, like any club I'm in, like all my friends, they know. You know what I'm saying? It was just like a cool time. Even now, it still goes up. Yeah. You feel me? Like, yeah, people send me videos playing it, listening to it. You know, it's cool. It's, it's rare to come up with a song that has a hook that is that catchy. Like vulgar. It's crazy, bro. And that vulgar, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. It's insane, bro. And like, I don't know. Like, I tell people, you know, when they ask me, like, oh, what do you do? Or what have you done? Like, you know that song? Like, you're such a fucking... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, everybody knows it. So it's like, Even if they barely speak English, they know, they know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy to think about, man. That's fine. That music is that powerful, you know? And that it comes from, like, just people hanging out, making, making music in yeah, the basement. Literally, bro. Just, like, your thoughts, you know what I'm saying? The vibe. Definitely. Yeah. W w the song Banded Up with X. Did you guys actually make that song together? Or how did that go down? Um, so yeah, that song, it was kind of like I made it in my room. I made the beat and I recorded my part in the room. Right. Uh, and then I kind of had that song just like hanging around. And I, I started working on the compilation tape, Oh My God, Ronnie. Mm. And I wanted that to feature like a bunch of artists that I work with. So um, <clears throat> me and X already had like a few other songs before that. So I don't know. I was just like, yo, let me just get bro on this. And it was cool because I, you know, I sent it to him and he was like, yo, I'm going to do it. And it took maybe like, I don't know, like it takes time sometimes, you know, but he would always like check back in and be like, yo, Ronnie, I didn't forget. I got you, you know, mm. real one. <laughs> so I always appreciated that. And then even when he did it, he asked me, he was like, yo, bro, so like, how do you want me to come on it? Like, I got to choose, like, which I thought was fire, like, you know? Right. So I was just like, yo, like, I told him I want him to be like more like rap style. Like, da 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 Right. Killed it. <laughs> yeah. That's so sick. So, Bye. so the girl that came up with the, uh, the girl who did the OMG Ronnie thing was just a random ass girl. You don't even know who it is. Uh, some random girl. <laughs> so you could never. So, so there's no chance of her coming around and being like, "Yo, I need like all the money you ever made off every song." I mean, she tried. <laughs> she did already. I mean, she tried to. She tried to pull something, but I, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, <clears throat> I don't know her like that. I have a friend that really knows her. You uh -huh. know what I'm saying? So. I kind of just like let him deal with that. Like whatever she has going on, you feel me? It's like- He can uh, break her off. Yeah. Exactly, like he'll, he'll just handle that. You know what I'm saying? I already got time to go back and forth. She can't nothing. prove it either way, right? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, nah. there you go. <laughs> we good. Yo, I gotta admit I'm super curious about how you linked with 6 9 to do that fucking Latin song, the Bay Bay song. Yeah, bro, it's crazy because like, People laugh a lot when I say like everything is destiny, like shit's destiny. Some some things are just unexplainable. Some mm. things just happen when they're supposed to, oh, everything happens when it's supposed to, I believe. And some like a lot of great things, you know, that happen is just like, how the fuck did this happen? It's like always unexplainable. I think that's the fucking best. But with Six Nine, I was um at this Kanye West studio, at his old studio, and just working and my boy ran in the room, it's like, yo, six nine's outside, six nine outside. So I was like, yo, tell him come in. And bro just walked in with like five securities and was just like, yo, it's good. Like he was feeling the vibe, bro. Mm. And he was just like, yo, uh, he was like, yo, um, I got, I got, he said, he said something like, like, I think he had like another room booked, but then he asked me if he could use my room. So I was like, yeah, let's go. Like, I know who you are. Let's get it. Mm. <laughs> and then, um, <clears throat> from there, like we just vibing, vibing. And it's crazy. Cause like, even that day it was like people circling like the studio. 
like looking for bro so like that was a crazy situation too i mean there's like a couple of different la trips the six nine took and i remember there being like an early one where he was just around a bunch of gangbangers didn't really have any security and stuff and i remember hearing like tory lanes talk about kicking him with him at that time and being like yo this fool was out there with no security it was nuts yeah. but then the next time he came after that was the time that he supposedly <clears throat> racked up like a hundred thousand dollars security bill and was surrounded by like the u.s army the whole time yeah 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 so i, th I think it was kind of around that time yeah because it was mad dudes there um, and then even him, he wasn't really rolling with like mad like friends. It was just like two kids that he would never even post that you wouldn't even think he would be cool with. Like right. you know what I'm saying? But they everybody cool over there. Um, <clears throat> and he came in, <clears throat> and then I remember like he was already super big, obviously. So uh, I just told him like, "Yo, my nigga, you need to make a Spanish song, bro. Like, mm. like you need to do this shit." Cause I, I I peeped that like he started traveling to all the Spanish countries and doing crazy shows. So I'm like, "Bro, do a Spanish song." Boom. Then after that, we came up with Bebe. And I remember he he like he wrote down his lyrics like like on a cereal box like he like ripped it open, and so like he was in a booth like this like holding a cereal box like rapping like. It's so crazy. you you saw him write the song? Yeah, like him and his friends like yeah. Oh, okay, because I mean, I've always and I know that as a producer you don't ever want to snitch on nobody, but I've always kind of like heard people say that he didn't write his shit. So I'm always interested about people who are sort of around when he was actually doing the recording process. I mean, bro, like anybody can write. Mm -hmm. anybody like you know what i'm saying there's songs that have the dumbest like simplest lyrics there's songs that have complex stuff like but whatever. the flow itself is kind <clears> of the the difficult thing for a lot of people Bro comes up with flows right. like you know what i'm saying like nah six nine for sure came up with lyrics even like for kanye we did some stuff um in, in uh, columbia like bro for sure does you know but it's not wrong to have like help either you know right. what i'm saying or, like you know you might have a better idea than i do and it might make the song go crazy let's do it do you like, think that the idea of doing a spanish type song was completely new to him <clears throat> at that point and he hadn't really thought about it uh yeah it was it was i think i think it was like really really new like he said like yeah he's like yeah like you know i've been thinking about it but he never actually did it so like baby is the first one mm. and we got a few more but i don't know if they'll ever come out and that song really stood out to me when I first heard it too, where I was like, oh my God, like this is a real problem. Like this dude can make hit songs that bro. don't sound anything <laughs> like Gummo. It's insane, bro. Like I remember after we made the song, he was like, yo, Ronnie, trust me, 10 for 10, bro. It's going to be 10 for 10. And that shit was 10 for 10, bro. Mm. And like even that, like we made this song and like he told me like, he was telling, you know, he talks, he was like talking, he was telling me like, you know, he only goes to the studio like, like twice, twice a month. Um, <clears throat> Cause like, you know. Like he's like he bro like he understood that like he's just in it to make the bread because he knew that he wasn't gonna be hot forever. Mm. But he also knew that like any song that like he ran with would be something, you right. know. So he would go in there and make one song and make that one song be something. Like, it's so yeah. weird how that worked out for him because I feel like for most people, if they try to just make one song and make that the song and push the fuck out of that song, that it doesn't really work. It's yeah. usually dudes make twenty songs and they find one song that works and they push that. But even when I interviewed Six Nine, when he ba he didn't even have Gummo out and shit. I remember him saying, like, I only ever made, like, I forget what number he said, but it was, like, eight songs or, like, some crazy low number that he had not really recorded much, yeah, at like, least he said. Like, bro, like, low-key just, like, hacked the industry, bro. <laughs> like, for real. That's so crazy. So it's, it's crazy to think about that, uh, the 6 9 and Pierre situation. And I just wanted to ask you as a, as a producer how you felt about that because I recently was doing an interview with Complex, and they asked me how I felt about that situation, and I was, like, Man, that was a fucking a weird situation that we haven't really seen pull up uh, happen in hip hop, where the snippet came out and it had Pierre's tag on it, and then the full song came out and it was removed. And at some point, Pierre just sort of had to be like, "All right, whatever. Like, I'll I'll take the money." But yeah. he didn't want that situation to play out like that. <clears throat> From your perspective as a producer, could you ever imagine that happening to you? Yeah, I mean, it happens. Um, okay. You know, it, it happens, bro. It's like at the end of the day, like not every artist wants a tag. You know, not every song needs a tag. 
you know. Um, I'm all about just like going against the grain and like doing things that you're not supposed to do. So yeah. I'll throw a tag in on any type of song, on a Madonna song, like I don't care. But you know, not real artist wants that and you, you gotta understand like it's their song too, you know. So like if you know if you wanna if you wanna have a great relationship, then you know, just let it let it rock, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just make some type of agreement. Like even on Bebe, I wanted my tag, but six nine was like, No, bro, trust me, like, you know, like it's my first Spanish song. I want it to be like really like commercial, whatever. So I was with it and he was like, he was like, yo, bro, I promise you for the next one, you put the tag in and which it is. So it's like, that's crazy. It's all like situational, you know, relationship so based. Damn, that's so crazy. Just cause that must've opened up your music to a totally different market where you had people listening to your beats that had never really even heard it before. And I'm okay with that. Cause like, you know, I'd rather be rich than famous. Like I ain't tripping. <laughs> is that the mentality? Rich over famous? I mean, yeah. Like I don't, I don't do this for fame, you know, but obviously like, the more people that know you, the more income, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? The more people you could touch. So my goal is to touch the world, you know what I'm saying? In a very positive, spiritual way. So, you know, I'm working on that just, you know, but I don't do it for fame. Like I do it cause like, it's what I love to do. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's part of my life. It's my everyday life. Definitely. Yeah. What was it like recording with Bad Baby? Uh, she cool. Like she just like, she like a little sis, you know, like real cool, like young chick, you know what I'm saying? She's super like, events for her age you know a lot of times you talk to her you forget how old she is mm. she just be hella like you know like, like on top like like she's just like hella aware you know what i'm saying so it's cool like I, I could just kick it with her like she just you know she never tried beef with you nah nah <laughs> she always be getting mad at the rappers that she works with she's always flipping out on one of them i was just waiting for her to get mad at ronnie nah she nah we, <laughs> we just like real cool bro like i don't know i, I, I don't know i kind of feel like she had like a little crush on me like when she first met me but I don't know. Like that's a little sis. Yeah, it's probably just like a, a big bro type vibe. I don't know. Like, yeah, her mom, crazy. Type. Her mom is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, her mom is hilarious. I totally forgot about her. Yeah, I did a vlog where I was talking to her mom, and then the label hit me up and made me cut out a big chunk of it because she was just talking super reckless about how wild her daughter is. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, like that. The whole family, like, they, it's lit though. Like I met a lot of her family. You know what I'm saying? She's she lit. That's fire. Um, is there anybody in the industry that you think about and you're like? Oh, that's that's one person that I still haven't managed to to get in the studio with that I really respect and I would really like to to work with. Yeah, Future. Shout out Future. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I never met him, but I'm very inspired by Future, and I can't wait to work with Future. <laughs> Do you have an A and R who tries to like line shit like that up? I mean, yeah, I got I got different people, you know, that try to make things happen. Um, <clears throat> but a lot of my plays, like a lot of whatever you see happen for me, is like kind of just like off of me. Right. You just sort of go with it from more organic perspective. That or it's just like I like I just I make shit happen like for myself, you know. I don't really wait around for no one else and like all placements that I get like ninety percent is on my own, ninety five percent. So Are there any producers you look at where you're like, I wanna have a career like them? Like where you really kind of have modeled <clears throat> yourself over uh, after what they were doing or the kind of moves that they made? I ain't gonna lie, right now, uh, DJ Mustard is flexing on a whole nother level. So I don't know what bro's doing, but I for sure wanna flex like that. Would that know? Roddy Rich video made an impression on you? Uh, he just put out a new one with him that was a, a pretty balling affair, I think. I didn't even see it, bro. Oh, okay. I gotta check it out, though. Yeah. yeah. That's check what's up. No, I seen Mustard when I was in uh, England for Wireless. Right. And I was like, damn, that's fire to, to fly all the way to England just so you can come out for one Migos song. Yeah. He might have been playing on his own set as well, but. Yeah, nah, but like, you know, um, <clears throat> not really, bro. I just want to, I want to be different. I mean, you know, like I was always into Pharrell, you know, growing up because like the ice cream, bait and all that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I used to buy the fake stuff back in the day. Um, not even just like on a producer tip because I didn't know I wanted to be that, you know, but just like everything, fashion, the fact that like he could sing and make the beat and like people just accept it. 
I like that. But as far as like, <clears throat> you know, I, I want to be able to like design my own world, continue to create that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Eight or nine baby mamas too. That's one of the main things I think about with future. He's just <laughs> out here running the world. He's gonna have a whole <laughs> army, a whole country of his offsprings. He going crazy, bro. I I can't, I can't indulge in that though. That's <laughs> <laughs> too risky. Yeah. You ain't made that much money off Spotify yet. <laughs> Shit. Even if I do, <laughs> that's not what you want to invest in. <laughs> yeah, I, I take like two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One baby mom. <laughs> two. Man, uh, that's that's so funny. Yeah. Um, Okay, and so I, I did have, uh, I wanted to ask you about the tight beat thing because that's kind of, I feel like you were one of the first people that was like Ronnie J type beats and shit like that. I really started seeing all the time. So it was like, I, and, and I read in an interview with you where you said that you don't really like think that the tight beat thing is that great of an idea, but I've also heard a lot of people say that that's kind of like the whole way that they got into the game. Yeah. What's um, your thoughts on that? Damn, bro, like there's so many different ways I feel about that. But um, so like in the beginning, like I said before, you know, I always felt I always felt like as soon as I start seeing tight beats, then it's like, all right, bet, like I made it to mm. some type of, you know, whatever. Like, like people know what I'm doing. <clears throat> so I thought that was cool. Um, in the beginning, I used to kind of be like, damn, like, you know, like, how can you be a legend if you're making tight beats? You mm. know what I'm saying? You can make a hit. Anybody can make a hit, bro. You can make a beat right now and give it to somebody that pulls up to this podcast and make a hit. Like, mm. no cap. So, but it's like, <clears throat> how can you be a legend? You know what I'm saying? I want to stand out. I want to be one of one. So like, I made sure that I just did what I wanted to do. Even if it wasn't hot at the time, I just did what I wanted to do. But I also put, you know, I also gave people what they wanted as well. Mm. You feel me? Um, right now, I embrace it though. As far as the tight beats, I love it. Like, I want all my fans, everyone keep keep going crazy. You know what I'm saying? If I inspire you, that's awesome. Like, you feel me? That's super lit. Yeah, when you have so, a young kid hit you up and say like, you know, I, I admire what you've done so much and I want to get in the game. What do you kind of tell them? Because it's tough. It's like a lot of times the advice that I got to give them is basically just the sacrifice, hang out at the studio, just try to work with anybody you can, just be around people. Don't be super uh, pressed to like make a make a song every night. You know, a lot of the, yeah. the producers I know who have sort of worked their way into the industry is because they just were willing to be around the artists and kick it long enough that they got a chance to prove themselves. Yeah, and I think that's cool. You know, I think there's many different ways to make it within, you know, the music. Um I would tell, you know, I would get, like, the, the advice that I would give is to basically stay consistent, um, you know, just, like, lock in with whoever you can and really just, like, create relationships, like, great relationships. Just keep, you know, your face clean, you feel me? Um, don't take nothing personal. That's that's a major thing right there. And, <clears throat> um, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, just don't compete with me. I'm on top of the world. Yeah, I'm Ronnie Jay. Stay my way. Exactly. I'm stay my guy, my guy Ronnie. <laughs> um, so how did you end up getting inserted into the MGK and Eminem thing? Like, who, who did you do a B for first out of that whole situation? Uh, I think I sent, yeah, I for sure sent Eminem beats before I met MGK. Okay. But then um, I was just like in LA. The homie knew MGK. It was like, yo, I can have him pull up now. He pulled up. And then um, MGK was just like, yo, like, you know, I've been hearing about you, you know, from like everywhere. Like I had to see what's up. So um, he just pulled up on me. I played beats maybe, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes. He picked some, he took it to a studio. And then the first song he made was Rap Devil. Uh -huh. yeah. And then like, even like around then, like I didn't even know that like him and M had an issue. Like I didn't, I didn't even know about that, you know? So that happened and then <clears throat> Eminem just happened to use one of the beats that you had already sent him? Crazy, exactly. That's some wild shit. And that's why I say destiny. Cause like, I had nothing in it, like, you know, I wasn't, I had nothing to do with that. Like, I didn't set that up, you know, it was like meant to happen. <laughs> I want, but you think in M's mind that that was like, oh, this is funny. I'm going to get on the same beat from the same producer just to sort yeah, of troll yeah. him in a way. Honestly, bro, like, 
like when I first like when that first happened, I kind of was like, damn, it's crazy. Like I don't know Eminem, so I don't know if he's still gonna rock with me after this, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and then like with MGK, I just met him, so I wasn't too sure. But off of his vibe, I felt like he didn't care. Like he was on some like like young nigga shit. Like I wanna ha- I wanna have fun. Like let's start war. Like you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I think I think it's cool that like they both like don't care. It's just about the music, you know. Right. It's not even like oh like if anything, it's kind of like yo like we both have a Ronnie J beat. Like who did it better? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're definitely the only person out of that who's clearly only benefiting. <laughs> you know, everybody else is like, yeah, they got popular songs and shit and they're making money off those songs, but you're the only person who doesn't have to get involved and gets to make money off it both insane, songs. insane, bro. It was insane. And the cool thing about it is like, MGK is the bro's big bro. So like, you know, we still got hella stuff on the way. You know, we plan on making a tape together and all. So. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, what's up. It's dope. Fire. So, uh, what are like your big aspirations going forward right now? Like, what, what do you really want to see in terms of shit that you can bring to the table over the next year or two? Um, I definitely want to, you know, uh, I definitely want to continue to keep on recording, get better. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I want to, I want to continue to drop more music as an artist. You know, I want, I want the world to see me as an artist entirely, not just producer or artist. Mm-hmm. It's just like whatever I bring to the table. Um, I definitely want to uh, <clears throat> continue to just like be more in tune with like myself and, you know, continue to learn myself so I can make the best music possible. And, you know, uh, just to really put people on to like, to like, you know, being healthy, bro, and having like, you know, a, a, a pure, a pure soul, a pure mind. Being healthy, is that is that kind of <clears throat> something you've been focused on? Is just taking better care of your mind and your body? Yeah, bro, that's super like big, you know, part of my life. Like I work out not like every day like you know like every other day <laughs> see we're seeing the slow change of the soundcloud rap generation too because like at the time that that music started hitting i was getting fucked up and now i'm all like working out eating super healthy yeah it's a beautiful thing it is not it's it's, it's it's a beautiful thing bro and like the truth is like you feel much better you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying if you haven't done it you should try it you know eat mcdonald's whatever you do for like a few days and then switch it up and you're gonna feel like a difference and plus like i like to look good so like you know like I'm on a tip, bro. Like I see, like I see myself. Like I know where I want to be, and I'm just working towards that. Mm. Like every single day, I'm not just like sitting on my ass. Like you know, but, you know, I might, I might drink with you. I might, you know, hit something. Like you know, whatever. <clears throat> well, it's easy to get complacent when you've already had a lot of success, you know. Yeah, but like I'm saying, like I could, <clears throat> I could, I could still like turn up, have some fun, and then get right back to it. You know? Right. No, you're still young. Yeah. Myself, shit. if I turn up and have some fun. <laughs> nah, you're know. a rock star, bro. <laughs> you lit. Yeah. I do it all sober nowadays, though. So, so you know, mostly sober. Besides the kush. Um, damn, dude. All right. So, this is awesome getting to have you come in here. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we need to mention that's important. You got any, like, specific projects or songs coming up that we need to be excited for? Um, Yeah, I got a lot of stuff, you know, I'm working on. Production-wise, like, bro, like, the list goes on, you know, but if anything, you know, I want people to just be aware of, you know, me dropping my own music and just, you know, just pay attention to what I got going on. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to get to you either way, eventually. So yeah, keep an eye out. Yeah. On top of that, I um, also want to shout out my two producers, Tupin and Rico. Um, they're from Austria. So I signed them. You, you signed know. two producers from Austria? Yeah. Nice. They're, they're actually out here. I don't know. I think they're outside. Oh, but for yeah, real? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I got them and then um, <clears throat> my artist, Leave Me Alone. He's oh really? Of, yeah, he's out of Florida. Oh okay, I seen that shit. Yeah, check him out. He go crazy. Wow, that's crazy. Um, <clears throat> so I got that. You know, it's it's really so much, bro. So much, so much, like movie opportunities. Not like me in the movie, but like you scoring. Know, yeah, scoring movies. Really? Wow. Yeah, all that. That's badass stuff. too. That's probably yeah. a lot of bread in that <clears throat> shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Dude. Money's crazy. Damn. 
All right. Well, Ronnie J, I appreciate you uh, coming in and kind of educating us out there, motivating the young producers out there and sort of filling us in on a lot of the history of everything you've been through. Yeah, not a problem, bro. Appreciate you having me. Appreciate you. Uh, Ronnie J, No Jumper, <laughs> coolest <laughs> podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support. Go get yourself a Kandama. They dig. <laughs> We're going to give Ronnie J one, too. We might teach him to spike it. I don't know how to do this shit. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> okay.